The following program contains inflammatory language and controversial subject matter. Viewer discretion is strongly recommended. It's Tuesday night. Do you know where your pastor is? Mine's sitting right next to me. That's right. <laughs> However, this is Mad Long Discipio. It's Tuesday night. It's the second in our series of The Mark of the Beast, joined again by Amelia the Pitbull Chapman and the Rowdy Rev Steve Pastor. Yeah. Amelia. Yes. You got company at your house because it sounds like you got a house full there. No, just uh, the dogs are running around a little bit. <laughs> I was going to say because I, I hear uh, like a TV and all on there. No. <laughs> what's going on in Wesley Chapel? Nothing, just getting some new patients in. And uh, we have uh, just, as you know, one passed away, but one did ring the bell. So we got happy about that. Ah, okay. Okay. Um, my condolences to their family. Speaking of which, our condolences to the family of Suzanne Summers, who passed away, uh, I think, two days ago. We yes. didn't have the, uh, the time during the show to give her a proper send-off, but I'll tell you what. Um, you know, she, I met her and her husband. This is a true story. I met Suzanne Summers and her husband, Alan Hamill, in Philadelphia about 40 God, that long, 40 <laughs> years ago. At the, uh, listen to this one. At the Maury Povich show. Wow. wow. Remember that one? Of course I did. The Maury Povich mm -hmm. show in Philadelphia. That's where it used to be. Wow. And, yeah, and the Mike Douglas show. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, in Philadelphia. Uh, and I met Suzanne Summers and her husband, Alan Hamill, wonderful people. Um, and our <laughs> condolences, uh, mm -hmm. they've been together 55 years. Wow. Almost 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. They met when they were like in high school or uh, just right out of high school, mm. um, early college. So our condolences, of course, to the family of Suzanne Summers. She was one day away from her 77th birthday. Yes. You believe that? Yeah. Sad. Wow. What was the cause of death? All they said that is that she was a cancer survivor of 23 years, a breast cancer survivor, I but cancer, they, yeah. they didn't say the reason it caused her death. All they said is she was going to be buried um, a month from now in a private burial cemetery. They didn't Why a month? They're going to keep her body on, on ice for a month? Probably so. Maybe cremator, probably. That's a long time. It is. <clears throat> They kept my sister, God rest her soul, uh, for a week mm -hmm. 
And that was, we thought that was a long time, a month you're talking about. Holy shit. Yeah, they, uh, they're probably going to, you know, re, you know, view the body and everything. And they're probably cremator. You never know. They'll probably yeah. do something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, a lot now. A lot, yeah, a lot, you know why? Mm -hmm. it, well, it, it, I'll tell you, I know, I know the reason for that. A lot of people are being cremated now because, and it ties directly with the rise in atheism. A lot of people aren't having burials or Christian burials or religious ceremonies mm -hmm. because they don't believe in God. A lot of people are just like, cremate me and then disperse my ashes. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of which, by the way, Florida, Amelia, mm -hmm. into this one. Do you know where, <laughs> can't make this up. I swear to you, I heard this today. The number one place in the world. Mm -hmm. where, where do you think the number one place in the world to dispose of your ashes would be? The ocean. The ocean. Disneyland. Really? What? I swear to you. It's the number one place in the world where mm -hmm. people say, I, I want you to put my ashes at Disneyland. Oh, wow. And they have a special code hmm. called Code Gray. Huh. At hmm. Disneyland, it's called Code Gray. That means somebody just dumped their relatives somewhere. That's, a, that's, a, that's the floating in the air. Yeah. I, look, you can't make this hmm. crap up. This is just too that's fucking so, weird. Okay. You know, and leave it to Florida, okay? Because look, Amelia lives there. Her husband lives <laughs> Not there. by choice, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her goofy son lives there. How's he, he's, how's he doing anyway? He's you? doing good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. He's a you good caregiver. How's work today? They didn't yep. fire you yet, right? Nope. Nope. We just had too many people today, and this lady that came in to help, oh my God. Amelia's like, been at her new job, folks, for two months now, 60 days. Yes. Scary thought that some people put up with this crazy woman. Too but, much. Hey, what if I were you? Me? <laughs> yeah, I'm you. Saint. You see this man next to me? Yeah, I'm so <laughs> sorry, Pastor Steve. He will vouch for me. I'm so sorry, Pastor Steve. I, yeah, don't, don't say Pastor Steve my balls, okay? Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. We issued a disclaimer on this show. Of course, it's Tuesday, and you know what that means? That means loose tongue Tuesday, baby. <laughs> All right. So when last we left off, we were getting into the second phase of the mark of the beast. Okay, so we, I think we all kind of have an idea of what the mark of the beast is now, okay? But the, the bigger question for society now, uh, outside of religious terms, is... All right, so now now what? So we know what the mark is, and now what? Right. We know you got to have the mark on your hand or your forehead or something. It's got to be right. visible. It has to be mm -hmm. seen. That's so the, you know that the authorities can like they know who you are and all this shit. But there's a number of people. I think we discussed it last night, Pastor. A number of people that say, "I'm not going to get the mark. I, I'm mm -hmm. I'm walking away from it. I just." I just as soon take my chances, you know. And a lot of people, I got news for you, a lot of people would rather take their chances because mm. you know, accepting mm -hmm. that mark may have it may open up a number of possibilities. Mm -hmm. 
And that's fine. Right. There's also a number of detriments to deal with, like <laughs> you're going yeah. to be tortured. Uh, you're going to experience turmoil like yeah. never before. Uh -huh. You're going to uh, you're going you have uh, boils and festers all over your body. Absolutely. This is the kind of stuff. No, thank you. I, I will. I'll. I'll take the uh -huh. trip, which is nothing. Okay. Right. You know, I can't <laughs> afford to get any uglier than I am. Okay, folks. Look, this <laughs> is why I have a face for radio and a voice for TV. You understand? That's why I'm here uh -huh. and not at NBC right now. But I digress. So, Pastor, let's talk yes, about sir. this. Um, uh, the question has always been. Do you have the mark? Let's look at our screen. Do you have the mark? And uh, do you will you know it? You know, do you have the mark and not know it? If you have the mark, do you know it? How do we know? Everybody said at the beginning of the, the COVID pandemic, this is going to usher in the beast. They were right in part. But the other thing is. The COVID vaccines, they said, well, maybe the COVID vaccine is the mark of the beast. Well, we know no, that's not it's it. It's a prerequisite. That's all it is. Yeah. And see how many people they can get on. Right. To yeah. Mm -hmm. It's part of it, but it's Let, not the mark. It, you you went right where I was going to go, so I'm just going to let you roll with it. Go ahead. Yeah, so no, it would be a prerequisite. If you get enough people to do anything, I mean, they did the same thing in Nazi Germany, you know, as far mm -hmm. as threatening mm -hmm. that you can't work anymore. Uh, and again, you know, this is why people mm -hmm. you can't buy, sell, or trade. Right. Really, it comes down to it being unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. Not that this asshole administration cares about that. They've breaking. They've broken every single every thing law, right. and nobody's doing anything about it. So we're just they going, won't. No, 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 no. And so I mean, anyway, but it's a prerequisite. Yeah. You know, if you're going to do that, many other sheeple will take the mark of the beast. Oh boy. And you know what's funny about this? I got to tell you something. I'm a big fan of Alex Jones, and you know that. Yeah. We had a friend, uh, our late friend, John. Johnny, yeah, man. Johnny passed away. <laughs> Johnny was a, as a, much a conspiracy nut as we are. He proved to be right. But guess what? He proved that. I was just about to say that. Johnny ended up being right. And we were wrong at that point. Yeah. He was trying to warn us, and it's like, well, yeah. he was right about everything. Yes. Pastor, I want to pull your camera back oh, just yeah. a little bit so people can see that beautiful, shiny, bald head of yours. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, Johnny ended up being right. I'm a big fan of Alex Jones, and Alex was talking about this decades ago, years ago. Yeah. And he turned, everybody said, well, Alex Jones is a nut. He's a conspiracy kook. Well, let me tell you something. That conspiracy kook ended up being right. Got that right. And now he's more popular than ever because he proved to be right. Absolutely. You know? So understand that, you know, when you when you hear crazy talk coming out of a crazy person, it may not be so crazy after all. So give that person at least the benefit of the doubt. Sure. To hear them out. Because we all thought Johnny was nuts back in the day. He did. You know? He proved to be right. right. And he and Johnny ended up ended up right. And, and we were wrong. Yep. Um, Amelia, mm -hmm. 
do you know about uh, what do you know about the mark of these? As we spoke last night, I think you got quite an education last night. So let me bring you in here. Um, in fact, I'm, I want everybody to see. I'm going to bring you up on the big camera. There you go. I'm going to bring you up on the big camera. There you go. We can show you off tonight. All right. So, what do you know? The mark of the beast to mean, and and are you concerned at all? Well, definitely, everybody's concerned. I mean, even I was when I was a little kid because my grandmother always told us, "Say, you know, you're gonna, it's gonna come a time where you're gonna have to have this mark on your hand. If not, you're gonna be, able, you're not gonna be able to eat. You're not gonna be able to go to sleep anywhere. You're not gonna be able to trade anything. You're not gonna be able to do certain things, and mm -hmm. you know things like that. And so she got us all scared. So you know, you need to start getting crops you need to start you know right. planting your own food right. you know you need to you know make sure that you have enough to barter if you can barter sure but she of course never lived to see this part and i'm glad she didn't but i'm very happy that you listened to pastor steve last night because mm -hmm. you learned something good proud mm -hmm. of you kid. praise the lord yes <laughs> yeah right praise the lord i'm going to give you a, a applause on that amen um here's what i i gleaned from last night and just uh, just to, to to re kind of re-emphasize what we did. Um, we kind of put things into a very decently described perspective. Yeah. Yes. And I think because of the fact that we had not only documentation to, to back up what we were saying, but scripture to prove that we weren't off the mark, mm -hmm. which was you always got to back up with scripture because mm -hmm. if that doesn't happen, then it's just talk. It's right. just okay. Understand that. And I think last night what we what we can glean from it is that it's going to be. I don't. Here's what. Before I get into the the, the nuts and bolts of it, I and correct me if I'm wrong, either of you. I don't think. This is just my opinion. I don't think it's going to be an organized effort. I think there's going to be a lot of confusion at the beginning of this uh, accepting the mark. I really do. I think even the people giving this the mark of the beast are going to be confused or at the, at the very least isolated as to what the hell they're doing. What do you think? Am I absolutely? And you know, it's funny you say that because people in the medical system right now are even regretting having to give the vaccine. I know quite yeah. a bit personally. Amelia, will yes, you share with, share with Pastor Steve what you had to do? Oh yes, we had to get both vaccines, the first and then the second one, even to keep well, my job. They weren't, they weren't going to hire her. Yeah. Yeah. Am mm -hmm. I lying? No, no, we we had to do it or else we wouldn't keep have a yeah. job. Right now, she had to she had to get vaccinated, or, or she was going to get terminated. Her yes. brand new job too. Mm -hmm. That even after they hired her, right, yes. well, you're hired now, but if you don't get the vaccine, we're going to fire you. Right, That's or if you don't saying. have proof of it, yes. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Which is unconstitutional. Yeah, right. yeah, it is. It's unconstitutional. Yes. But and then people are saying, "Oh, well, that vaccine card. Well, that's got a number on it. Maybe yes. that's the the mark of the beast." Nope, folks. Nope, that card is just a card with a number on it. That's all it is. The mark of the beast is going to be on your hand or on your forehead or somewhere on a visible body part. It's not going to be a tattoo on your ass cheek that says, wish you were here, you know? Although that would be interesting. Too. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I'm in a feisty mood than my kids. That's all right. Yeah, um, he is. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but what about like the food stamp cards? I mean, something like that. Well, that's go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah glad you brought that up, Neil. Well, yeah, because someone's poor enough now. And it's funny. A lot of poor people happen to be Democrats. They want to be Democrats. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of poor people that are on the conservative end now, too. Yeah. But a lot of people say, oh, the Democrats help the poor. And it's not the John F. Kennedy era. No. No. These are not. Ooh. These are not even true Democrats. They're yeah. communists. I mean, that have hijacked the party. Yeah. Can I tie into what Steve just said for a minute? Yes. He mentioned something critical. John F. Kennedy. That's where you saw the change right there. Exactly mm -hmm. right. 1963, mm -hmm. when President Kennedy was killed, he was about to change the Democratic Party. Yeah. He was about to get rid of the uh, the Federal Reserve. Yep. He was about mm -hmm. to cut the, the authority of the CIA. Yep. They didn't want that to happen. J. Edgar Hoover, especially the head of the FBI, had a lot of stroke back then. Remember, yeah. he was this man was the head of the FBI from the 1930s to, the, to late 1979 when he died. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he wasn't a young guy when he died. He was almost 90 years old when he died. Wow. Okay? He'd been around the block a few times. Yeah. Wasn't a young guy. And he and Kennedy clearly did not like each other. Right. He ushered in the era of the beast. Yeah. And, and that's there's no mistaking of that. And when he did... In 1963, the Democratic Party that loved poor people and they loved they them, did. Mm -hmm. it it flip flopped on a I mean on a dime. It flip flopped. Yeah, you saw the whole party and the whole country go whoop, belly up. It did. Wow. Now it's just exploitation of poor people and yeah. minorities. That's what they do. Yes. They exactly. realized that, the, yeah, and Pastor's right, but then they realized too, Steve, at the time, that they could pull the strings and these people would dance sure. for them. Absolutely. Look who, look at the biggest fucking puppet in the White House. The last Democratic presidents that we've had have all been puppets. They are. All puppets. Yes. Well, like you were saying last night, Biden had to ask permission if he could say he had, something. What president has to ask permission? Trump didn't do that. Can you no, see no, Trump not. asking anybody yeah, permission? Like hell, that yeah. would never happen. Never, never no. happen. I mean, even uh, the news media has asked permission to what to say, or they make up a bunch of stuff too. So yeah, exactly. They're a bunch of liars. It's yeah. All yeah, we have a couple video tonight. Uh, I got three interesting videos. We were talking a little bit. I'm going to change the subject just for. A few minutes. Mm -hmm. We were talking last night about DNA and God's DNA. And do we carry God's gene? The COVID vaccine changes your DNA. Well, we're going to talk about that, too. Because it's funny you should say that there, Pastor Son. Absolutely. <laughs> Watch this. Absolutely. This is called, uh, This there's two videos. They're called, the video one is God's. God's name in our DNA. Okay, this is number one. Just let's take a look at this real quick. Have actually found the name of God in our DNA? 
While exploring the nucleic acids in our DNA, scientists actually found a sequence that spells the name of God. The sequence revealed these four letters, yod he va he which actually spells the name of God. Now, Pastor, I want to stop that because it's a short video. I want to stop it right there. Do you understand what he's talking I about? I do. I do. Okay, tell everybody what's going on here because well, I don't name, understand. God's what... name is Yahweh, okay? And, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, in Hebrew, mm -hmm. he's also known as Elohim or El Shaddai. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, you know, that's his true name. And it's usually not the whole Yah, like W-A-H-W, okay? Yeah. Because God's name is so holy, mm -hmm. you'll even notice, like Keith used to do this too, instead of writing God's full name, it'll just be G, G blank. D, yes. yes. Because of the holiness of God that we're, we're not even worthy to call him by his name fully. It's just we abbreviate it, you know, mm. Yahweh, Yahweh. Mm -hmm. And so the reason why is, you know, the whole name is not going to be spelled because of the holiness of God. It's a respect yeah. issue in that abbreviation. Let's continue. And this sequence is found in every person's DNA. It's the thumbprint of God proving that he's real. If you believe that God is real, like and share this. Put a thumbs up in the comments and go find me on YouTube for more. I thought that was interesting, and I thought it was <laughs> compelling. Yeah. And then... I came up with this little ditty, and I was really blown away. Take a listen to this one. And again, the uh, the first one, the, that young fellow there, he's a, a Bible scholar, but he specializes in Judeo-Christian history. Nice. The next person you're going to hear from, oddly mm. enough, he's a mathematician. But listen to what he found out with the numbers. Check this out, folks alphabet bar none has always from day one had a number a mysterious number associated with the letter the study of that code is called gematria the atomic mass of the elements are the numbers that equate to the mysterious letters in the ancient alphabets what that means is when you look at human dna the numbers that equate to those become one five six and three literally reads literal God eternal within the body. It is in Hebrew and Aramaic and Sanskrit, three of the root languages. If there's an intentionality underlying life itself, it would make tremendous sense to me that who or whatever is responsible would somehow have left a sign. Why place that signature into something that can crumble over a few thousand years like a temple wall? Why not put it in the creation itself? That one really got me. I thought, man, Absolutely. that's pretty deep. That's pretty deep. So let's talk about that for a little bit. You understand what he's talking about? I certainly do. Okay, tell everybody what's going on. Well, it's just like it's been proven with the vaccine. I mean, if that's naturally put into our DNA from God, mm -hmm. um, and it does, it's mRNA or MR, something like that. I, I know what you, yeah. The, mm -hmm. Anyway. What this does, it antagonizes your DNA when they give it to you. Mm -hmm. And so whatever natural stamp God has already put on your DNA, these scientists and doctors are now playing God to recreate your DNA, yeah. saying that, you know, well, 
COVID won't attack you if we change your DNA within your body. And it does. It changes your DNA. That's been proven. They've they've Mm -hmm. stated it now. Yeah. So, I mean, what you see the satanic agenda behind what's being done. And it's there. That's a great tie-in, Pastor Steve. Because uh, in the next coming months, we're going to see... Uh, much more, and Amelia and I already did, I think, Amelia, we did, what, two or three shows on uh, the the new rise in Satanism? Yes, yeah. we have, three okay. at least. <laughs> well, we're going to do at least five more, because I've got some stuff that's going to blow your socks off. I've been saving this up for a mini-series. It's, we're going to do about a five-week series. Now, we're coming to the end of the Bible series that we're doing with Pastor Steve. We've been here... How many weeks now, Steve? Quite a bit. I would um, say a couple months. But probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably eight, nine weeks, maybe. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got, we have, this is a 12 week series. So we have a few more weeks. Yes. Okay. But the next one's going to be a solid five, six week series on the rampant rise in Satanism. Absolutely. And how people, it, this is you shake your head when you hear stuff like this. How people in the music business mm. oh, are yeah. rushing, they're rushing to get the mark. Of course, oh, they're yeah. rushing to get they they want it now. They do, they this do crazy yeah, stuff. What's that? Amelia? Good, continue. Please. I mean, even to get famous too, right now. I mean, because look at this uh, this singer called Jelly Roll. Look how famous he got out of prison. Well, all Jelly of a sudden, he's Roll famous. Is, tell you something. I don't believe his his bullshit story for mm-hmm. one fucking minute. But you see how fast he got famous, and we have other fam- famous people that we know yeah. that are singers that are yeah, really, really good. No, I'm not. I'm Let not me tell you, you who you know, Jelly Roll Morton was piano player. No, this you guy know, is like a country singer, right, yeah. and he married a he married a. a Call girl, I guess you might always say, or yeah. Here's let me tell you about Jelly Roll. Mm-hmm. He's got an interesting story. If it were true, it would be remarkable. Mm-hmm. But it's completely, and I'm going to look at the camera and tell you folks. You can, I will tell you where to go and find this because you know I always do. Here's the thing: Jelly Roll is a ridiculously successful recording artist. He does. Rap, he does country, he does a lot of different stuff, but pretty he's, much everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's known as kind of like a uh, a wild card in the music business, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really fit a mold. Gotcha. Okay, he did time in jail, we mm-hmm. know that that's real, <laughs> that's real. He did time in jail, and, and he supposedly or allegedly found Jesus found through, through jail. Mm-hmm. And that would be wonderful, except that someone recently videotaped him and got a good sound bite. Uh, he didn't realize that there was a camera and a microphone nearby. And then you heard the real Jelly World and all the shit that came out of his mouth and the GDs and the FUs and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that don't sound like a Christian to me, okay? Especially one on a very prolific stage where people know who you are. Yeah, GD and they're paying big money to see you. Okay. 
I, I, we don't have to worry about it. I don't have to worry about that, Pastor Steve. And mm-hmm. the you know why? Because to whom much is given, much is required. And ain't nothing required of us except to try to be the best we can be. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, if we fuck up, ask for forgiveness and all this other stuff. It's true. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Absolutely uh, true. 100%. But Jelly Roll is, he's sticking to this story, which, by the way, changes from time to time. But he's sticking to this story of his uh, conversion in prison. Okay. Mm. I, I don't buy it. I don't trust it. Um, he doesn't sound like the kind of guy that I want as my kid's role model, no. for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's who Amelia's talking about, yeah. Jelly Roll. Yeah. People will sell their... So remember what we said last night? Yeah. Satan was the music minister. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. He was the music minister. I watched an interview last night. With, you guys know who Motley Crue is? Yes. Yeah. I watched name. an interview last night with Motley Crue drummer Tommy Lee. Mm-hmm. Very intelligent guy, very and really smart guy, but he doesn't believe in God. He doesn't believe in God. Mm. He um when his mother is devoutly religious, she's Orthodox Greek. Oh, well, okay. She's very religious. Yeah. And she's yeah. very religious. You know Orthodox. Oh, I do. <laughs> and he doesn't believe anything. Okay. But he is enormously successful. Mm. You have to wonder. And I wondered listening to the interview last night what did you do? How much of your soul did you sell to get mm-hmm. what you have? Right. What shall profit a man I, to gain the whole world? And lose his soul. That's one of my favorite yeah. biblical quotes. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is kind of a, um, when you talk about fame and especially rock musicians and the music business in general, general. yeah, all you need to do to prove that there's a devil is look at Jay-Z and Beyonce. Hello. Oh, absolutely. Wonder, yep. Okay. By their fruits, you shall know them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about Rihanna, Amelia? Oh, oh yes, that, that Rain one Man. too. Yep. Green Man. And the umbrella named Ella. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, umbrella. Mm-hmm. The Ella, Ella umbrella. Ella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rain Man. Yeah, they they give you so many clues in all their music of who and is not helping. Anymore, them. it's not even a conspiracy. People no. are figuring this stuff out. What, yes. That's what woke means. Truly yeah. woke, not uh, this. Yeah. Not this leftist bullshit. Well, it's, we, we, we're going to talk about this right now. Okay. Uh, but no, no, we can't. Not okay, with, the commercial I, I go commercial. Up. Yeah, we can't. I'm okay. going to say I want to talk about this so badly right now, but I can't. Mm-hmm. We got to do this commercial first. Watch this. Step one, train the people only to consume. Step two, infiltrate adults with the news. Step three, indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use. Step four, separate the right from the left. Step five, separate the white from the black. Step six, separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more. Step seven, fabricate a problem made a lie. Step eight, put it on the news every night. Step nine, when people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. And we are back with What's the Buzz? America's Best Podcast. This is Bible Prophecy Watch. It's Tuesday night, October 17th. Where is your pastor? Mine's right next to me. 
That's right. If yours is at the bar, we're going to have a problem, folks, and we're going to have to have a little powwow. <laughs> we'll sit down and talk about it. So, we are back. Um, that was Tom McDonald. We are trying. We are really trying to get Tom yes. McDonald on the show. I just, I love the guy. I think he's just amazing. Mm, um, we are uh, again continuing from last night. The biblical mark of the beast and. Do you have the mark of the beast and not know it? Well, let's talk about that. We didn't really, we, we just skirted around it last night. I wanted to save it. As sure. I, said, I wanted to save it for tonight's show. So let's talk about how would someone know if they have the mark? Could, could you have the mark and not know it? No, because the scripture says that we're given a choice. Okay. All right. So I would um, say, you know, I mean, um, I mean, say people who are spiritually awake. Now, yeah. remember, the Bible's written for the believer. Well, I was just about to say to you, how about that person? And I've heard this come out of people's mouth. Right. How about if you hear somebody say, well, I didn't have a choice in the matter. Well, OK, they're not saved. They or they don't know Christ. the Bible. Yeah, or both, yeah. Because the Holy Spirit would be inside them to give them that conviction. Whoa, boy, you opened up a can of worms. <laughs> boy, you did. You opened up a can of worms with conviction. Um, Let's talk about that for a minute because sure. it's really important. Absolutely. How do you know the difference between conviction and guilt? Well, we become our worst enemies. Now, conviction comes from the Holy Spirit. You know, such as like what Jesus told Mary Magdalene, I'm just going to use this, go and sin no more. Now, of course, do we sin and sin willfully? Absolutely. Do we sin against our convictions? Sure. Not all the time, but it happens. Yup. And then when we do Not it, for much longer. No, not for much longer. Nope. You got that right. Um, and when you continue to do it, the scripture says um, that we our conscience becomes seared with a hot iron. Okay. Yep. Um, the thing about this is, is that God gives, it's called metanoia, by the way. Yeah. Um, you like that word. You've mentioned it several times in church. Because Me uh, Tell everybody what metanoia, metanoia is. Metanoia. Now see the word. Repent. I love this word. I do too. The word repent means to simply turn away from sin, yeah. turn, turn away. God. Just turn. That's all. But metanoia is in the original Greek. And metanoia simply means the change of the heart and the mind, but that's the conviction by the Holy Spirit. In our flesh, because it's so sinful, we can't, we cannot um, truly do it. Christ has to do it through us. Therefore, he's responsible mm -hmm. in his Holy Spirit, which makes us repent. Yeah, I always say true repentance equals conviction. And that's where metanoia comes Absolutely. in. I agree. Absolutely. It's the process of the Holy Spirit breaking us and making us turn. And that's that wonderful. Right. And that's Isn't truly that wonderful. It's, it's, it's the glory. It's of so God. beautifully explained. Um, we got. Let me see here. We got uh, Mark of the Beast. We've got um, God. We got coming up here. Uh, End times prophecy. Well, we did that. I'm just looking at a few notes over here, folks. Um, we have a lot coming up. We got an entire show mm -hmm. that on being brainwashed. Yeah, now, you just saw Tom McDonald. That video, by the way, is called Brainwashed. 
Um, and that gave us birth to our show, Brainwashed. Mm -hmm. And Amelia and I are going to bring mm -hmm. that to you next week, along with the Rowdy Rev, Pastor Steve. That's right. We have, let me see what we got left here, Emil. Mm -hmm. uh, we have, okay, I'm looking at this. Well, I know we, that it's very important if you uh, vote, vote for, you know, whoever you want in office. I know that a lot of the time people say don't count, but at least, you know, you, you yeah, vote, so that kind of helps. Here the worst are. thing ever was the electoral college, which needs uh, to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going anywhere, sadly. No, unfortunately, it's not. And then you have to account for a certain no. state. Well, I don't know why it won't go anywhere, because too many people are making too much money off of it. Mm -hmm. Like anything else in politics, it's all money-driven. Right. Absolutely. November 13th and 14th, we were going to bring you, ladies and gentlemen, prophecy and predictions. We're not doing that now. I have something special planned for that. And we were going to do on the 20th and 21st, um, Alistair Cross and uh, Tamara Thorne, we're not doing that either, nor are we doing the show on forgiveness and reconciliation. We are doing a special show that I have not informed the pastor or Amelia on. I'm keeping that under wraps until that day. So you guys are going to learn and fly by the seat of your pants. Okay. On okay. Papa Bear's got some surprises up his sleeve. Okay. Okay. Amelia, speaking of surprises up our sleeves, tell everybody what kind of surprise you've been holding on to since last night. Well, beginning of the year, uh, we are going to be doing... Uh, Amelia, be ringing... let me teach you how to do this. Would you be quiet? We're going to be ringing, bringing back Wrestling with the Future. <laughs> no, let me teach you how to do this. Exuberance, bouncy, energy. We're going to be bringing back wrestling with the future. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> now tell everybody, God, tell them your story. Then. Well, I need a co-host actually, because um, somebody that I can bounce off ideas with somebody that's really into wrestling from back then, like 80s, 70s up to now that's really mm -hmm. up to date and form. But I need somebody that's energetic and this is a non-paying yes. gig. So just to let you know, it's one night a week. That's so not me. That's not, <laughs> that's not him. And, I'm uh, with wrestling. I will never talk about wrestling. <laughs> he said he'd never do it again. So I need a co-host. I will produce the show, but that's it. I ain't getting mm -hmm. in on it. I'm mm -hmm. not talking about it. I'll produce it. I'll push the buttons. I'll do the commercials. <laughs> that's it. And somebody that's really Here's known to wrestling now. So we have almost as of today, we have very nearly sixty-four thousand downloads. I'm sure among those people that download our show, someone, somebody that listens to our show right. wants to come on here, wants to throw down with Amelia and talk wrestling crap, because I do not. Um, I'm done with wrestling. I, I said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm finished with it, but Amelia wants to do the wrestling gig, and that's fine. And that's cool. We got plenty of room on the show for another show. I mean, plenty of room on the station for another show. Um, I'm going to stick to the controversial stuff. Uh, I will have another co-host. Amelia will be uh, only on the wrestling show, but I will be with someone else here uh, whose name I will not mention yet. Not until they hop on here and they say hi. Um, <laughs> and so that's going to happen in January. So we need somebody that's out there who knows their stuff wrestling wise 
to throw down with Amelia the pit bull Chapman. And when I say she's a pit bull, she's sometimes she's a real pain in the ass, but she's a good lady. I'm a pain in the ass. <laughs> I didn't say pain in the ass, it's a pain in the yards. Yeah, I think uh, you talk about yourself now. Anyway, <laughs> now I need somebody that knows about the Ric Flair days, the Von Erichs, yeah. the the Gino Hernandez, Tully Blanchards, the Dusty Rhodes back Absolutely. then in the days, Hulk Hogan, and up to now. I mean, I'm talking about back then wrestling. Oh, yeah, when wrestling and was wrestling. When I wrestling mean, was wrestling, it's not, yeah, and again, it's not days. sports yeah. entertainment. I yeah, do not want to hear that look, word out of your mouth. We're not about sports entertainment. Nope. I'm glad Amelia mentioned that. We're talking about pro wrestling. Yes. Okay. The kind of wrestling that your your dad used to take you to at the, the yep. high school gym. Oh, yeah. When I was four years Army. old, I was going to wrestling. Yep. Yeah. That's I remember. Mm -hmm. I went to my first wrestling match. My uncle took me. My uncle Joe <laughs> took me to see Bruno San Martino versus Killer Kowalski. Wow. And Bruno beat the crap out of Killer Kowalski that night. <laughs> I remember seeing Bruiser Brody, and I was just like, uh, <laughs> you know, the little 1968, kid. 1968, <laughs> I remember it well. Whoa, now that's 1968. Yeah, I was nine years old. I was nine years old in 1968. It was for my birthday. That's so cool. I got tickets to see wrestling. My uncle took me, and it was a great night. I met the Valiant Brothers that night. Nice, great stuff. You guys, you're probably you're just an embryo. Okay, <laughs> you, you're not even old enough to know these people I'm talking about because they're all dead. Well, I think Jimmy Valiant's still alive. Well, and my, and my show, they're gonna have to know who these people are because we're gonna absolutely. keep. We're gonna know what old wrestling was like back then because that's what oh wrestling my was. God, wrestling. Yes, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. Well, Amelia, tell everybody yeah. what's coming up. And of course, don't forget that uh, we were talking about next week. We're going to be bringing a brainwash. It's going to be a two-night show, yeah. and uh, we're crossing our fingers. I'm still trying to get a hold of Tom McDonald to be on the show, so we're going to be doing if that. I can get a hold of him. See, you're supposed to do that because you're the producer. I'm not supposed to do that. Okay. Um, what What do we have? Any word? Any re email response? I know you've been emailing. Me. I've been emailing, but no response. Nothing yet. Well, Nothing yet. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm not surprised because I'm sure he gets inundated or slammed with emails. I'm, I'm, so, I mean, look, we're we're probably like this in a pile this big. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, and I understand. I, I get it. I, but look, even next year, if he happens to, like, answer an email, mm -hmm. get him. Get him. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Pastor Steve, it's been an interesting series of uh, Bible studies here. Yes, sir. I agree. We have um, next week, we're going to do brainwash. Now, I want to talk about, let's give them a little preview because we got a couple minutes left. Give everybody kind of a preview of how, how non-believers, and we're going to do it from a religious standpoint. Absolutely. And how non-believers are easily brainwashed into believing other stuff. Monkey see, monkey do. That that's so simple. Sums it up. So yeah, I, misery this, loves. You company. know, see this. This is called being 
born and bred on the East Coast. No time <laughs> for, for middle chitter chat. Nope. Right. Well, believe me if I told you this and then they tell you whatever. You expect that. Yeah, it's true. I wouldn't believe it anyway because I don't believe nothing. Monkey see, monkey do. Mm -hmm. Here is here's what we know because Amelia and I have actually done shows on cultism. Oh, yeah. Oh, the and, oh yes. Our culture. Uh, yeah. The culture. The popular. Yeah, and people don't understand. That's where the word cult comes from, Correct. culture. Mm -hmm. You know? Or in the, and the occult. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Popular, pop culture, popular culture. Yep. Um, the other thing is we have done a number of shows where people have referenced themselves as a god. Sure. And a that the, Amy Carlson is the one. That stands out like a sore thumb. That's the one. Yep. I have a big book, time um, about that. Um, the Return of the Gods by Jonathan Kahn. He, mm. He's a Messianic Hebrew. He's a Messianic Jew. Yeah. And uh, he's a great teacher. Yeah. Talks about the ancient gods of Mesopotamia. Yeah. And they have reappeared in today's time. They're not hiding anymore. No. Um, Ishtar is in our midst. Uh -huh. and, um down the list, you know what I we're mean. We're going to talk about mm -hmm. that because we're you and I, Bail. you and I are are uh, out of Amelia's presence because she's going to be busy with wrestlers and shit. Mm -hmm. But you and I are going to talk about um, the missing years of Jesus, mm -hmm. the eighteen years that he was missing. Where was he? Where did he go? What did he do? Oh, on his ministry, you yeah. Mean. And I found out that India was. Uh, a happening place in Jesus's time. Are you talking about from when he was a little boy, or no? Because he was thirty when he started his ministry. Right, he was thirty when he started, and thirty-three when he died. Yeah, but from the time he was a twelve-year-old right kid, right to the to, there was eighteen years, years right yeah. between uh, twelve and thirty. Correct, and that eighteen years is now being pieced together. Yes, by historical ar archaeologists. They think they know now that Jesus was in India. There's a great number of not only physical historical artifacts there, but his teachings can be seen and heard virtually everywhere you go. India, believe it or not, it, it, you know, it's the home of Hindi, but it's almost the entire country is Christian. Yes. Which is like think about that there's some very good indian christians actually and, oh um, my god i heard one today they're great they're I awesome heard one today. We're going they're, an, they're anointed people they really yeah. are the other thing i talked about last night that got these eyebrows to pop up yeah was um jesus being married and having a family i like to show everybody a little clip because i never say anything i can't prove so let's take a look at this. This is from, interestingly enough, this is from um, a piece of the missing books of the Bible, the Apocrypha. Mm -hmm. Okay? Take a look. In this fourth century fragment of a book written in the Coptic language, we have a new, previously unknown gospel. Eight lines on the front, six lines on the back. The most exciting line in the whole fragment, however, is the sentence, 
Jesus said to them, to his disciples that is, Jesus said to them, my wife. What this does not mean is that Jesus had a wife. It's not evidence for us historically that Jesus had a wife. It's quite clear evidence, in fact, that some Christians, probably in the second half of the second century, that's between about 150 and 200 AD, thought that Jesus had a wife. We have, of course, in the last decades, numerous examples of these kinds of of things where they found Jesus' tomb, where they found James's ossuary. So I was extremely skeptical, and without actually too much trouble, I saw how the sentence is right in front of what's existing. That is to say, what would be in the missing part that fit with the mother was very closely related to a particular saying in the Gospel of Thomas. We spent several hours looking at this fragment uh, discussing it in every possible way, starting from the notion that it's a forgery, you know, and trying to convince ourselves, uh, you know, trying to make arguments uh, against that. But the conclusion was that it was authentic and probably fourth century. I was very interested in asking a question, when was the first time that we have evidence of that anybody actually said Jesus was not married? And I was surprised to find that it is indeed uh, right during the same period when we're dating this fragment. And so what we can see is that it's about mm. 100, 150 years after Jesus died, before the question is raised, did Jesus have a wife or not? And when it is raised, it's tied to discussions, even controversies, even arguments, you know, that early Christians are having about proper Christian practice. You know, should Christians marry? Or should they be celibate? That's from Harvard Divinity School. Mm -hmm. Okay. They you heard what the woman said. They tried to prove it a fake, a forgery. It was not. They couldn't prove it a forgery. Interesting. Which gave it great credibility. But it's so tantalizing because it says, and Jesus said, my wife and then the next two or three words are kind of like, you know, well, you see how old it was. Yeah. It kind of like faded. Mm -hmm. They can't make out, you know, they can put, you know, anybody can put what they want there. Anything but, definitive. Yeah. Right. But it, but it's, it's not, and that's the very interesting point. It's not definitive because they can't, um, they can't, piece together the whole sentence because of the missing mm. uh, again there's only two or three words that are missing that would clinch it as yes this was jesus but remember something we're talking about a document that was done 150 years after guess what the gospel of matthew mark luke and john the earliest gospel was 500 years after Christ died, mm -hmm. the earliest. So what does that tell you? That this piece of parchment, that little, like, three-by-five piece of parchment is, is more closer to the time of Jesus than the gospel is. So what, is that, what does that speak to you? Well, there's no, there's no doubt that the church has been hiding quite a bit. Oh, we're going to talk about that's one of your shows I got planned. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, um, and again, you do know 
I mean, as far as the Roman Catholic Church, they use the Deuterocanicals. Now we call that the Apocrypha as Protestant yeah. Christians. Be it as it may, um, in the Protestant realm, the reason why they weren't added because they were they were added books, but they weren't really benefiting um, your salvation. You know, that's great literature, you know, and certain things. But they certainly didn't, sorry for the interruption, but they certainly did put into perspective. Yes, that's right. And th and that's why I believe that they were critical to the whole story. Because right. you're not getting the whole story. What is the one thing that people keep saying to you, Pastor? The Bible is, uh, is a hypocrisy. Because they say this here, and they say this here, and it, and it doesn't jive. It would jive. Everything would flow beautifully if they had the missing books back in, because then it tells the whole story. And we're starting to find that, like such as the Dead Sea Scrolls. As, Thank you. I mean, everything is starting. Look, what, what, what lies in darkness must right. come to light. And it's so funny how it's happening these mm -hmm. days and didn't happen 50 years ago. Do you know why? Because it's time. I'm going to tell you the real reason. Yeah, it's time. This is true. But there's a more human and practical reason. Science, ladies and gentlemen, science is proving the Bible. Yeah, it is. You understand what we're saying here? People say, well, science and religion are diametrically opposed. Oh, no, they're no, not. They're not. They go hand in hand because I got news for you, kids. There's plenty of science yeah. in the Bible. Even Stephen Hawking couldn't disprove God. He tried. No, he tried. Okay. But he lost his argument and then yeah. he caved in. So, I mean, it's truly um, God is revealing his mm -hmm. truth in these days. He says young men will have dreams and your old men will have dreams and visions. Um, and and, you're, and yeah. those who are in Christ, he's going to give these things um, because he wants us prepared yeah. as his people. Right. Critical stuff. Mill. Yes. We have... Um, and maybe like two minutes left. What else we got going on? And then, well, of course, we're going to do some rerun shows for the 30th and 31st because that way we've got to keep an eye on those kids out there for Halloween. Before Absolutely, Halloween. yes. Yeah. On the 30th, let me tell everybody what we got going on. On October 30th, we have an interview <laughs> with me, of all people. I'm being interviewed by a movie director named Slasher Scotty McCoy. Now, Scotty McCoy does uh, horror films. He's a Christian guy that does horror movies. Okay, interesting stuff, isn't it? It's funny because he never talks, he never mentions the word Satan in his movies. Isn't that something? Yeah. Or or the devil. He never says the devil. He says the beast, the monster. He uses like code terms, mm -hmm. right? But he never says, you know, Satan or the Antichrist. Isn't that something? Yeah. Uh, interesting, a good, a young guy too, really young guy. That's going to be uh, on Mischief Night. Uh, I will be interviewed by uh, Slasher Scotty McCoy. And it was, I will tell you, if you know Slasher Scotty McCoy, his interviews last about 15, 20 minutes. Well, not with the Mad Dog, it didn't. It lasted an hour with me. Why is that? Well, let me tell you. Because when you get a microphone in front of the Mad Dog, it becomes my microphone, mm -hmm. okay? And I take over, and I took over that. <laughs> and I felt so bad for Slasher Scotty. And on Halloween night, 
we have Bruce Valanche, an Emmy Award-winning writer, director, actor. He has written for the Academy Awards. Uh, in fact, he writes every year for the Academy Awards. Nice. Um, it's funny. The only one he did not write for, what do you think it was, Amelia? The one where Will Smith uh, slapped. That's exactly the one. It's <laughs> exactly yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. The one where Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Is right. it? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep, that was the only one he didn't write for. Mm-hmm. All right, listen, kids. For Pastor Steve the Rowdy Rev Kwiatkowski. For Amelia the Pitbull Chapman. I am Angelo the Mad Dog Discipio. We will see you next week. In the meantime, may God bless each and every one of you. Be good, be careful, and uh, and keep God close to your heart and soul, folks. Amen. Bye-bye.